Hey, David Nagel here. I'm not sure if you've ever heard the story, but in 1993, it was the year that I attended my very first personal development seminar, and I can't even believe that was over 30 years ago. 3,000 people seeking personal freedom, including me, filled into a convention space, hoping that something would happen to give us a breakthrough that we had been looking for. It was a Tony Robbins seminar, and I can honestly say that attending that seminar was one of the biggest turning points in my life. Something fantastic happened while I was there. I began to see my purpose. Who would have thought that an ex-McDonald's employee, an uneducated forklift driver, would attend a seminar that would change the trajectory of his life forever? Well, it wasn't me. And yet, here I am, a multi-million dollar business owner against all odds. And that's why I want to invite you to join me virtually and live from the comfort of your own home or office to make 2024 your best year ever. I want to help you get the breakthrough that you're looking for. On June 26th through the 28th, I'm going to take you on a three-day journey to uncover the key belief that's keeping you from achieving the success that you desire and what you can do about it right now. The hidden messages in your secret thoughts and what they're trying to tell you. How to take your power back from fear, worry, and doubt so that you can make solid, confident decisions. How to set a goal and then reverse engineer its achievement. Right now, we're offering some really great cash back bonuses on our lowest ticket price, but the price will increase very soon. Go to lifeisnowinc.com forward slash summit for all the details and to secure your spot. I'm offering you a defining moment, just like I had all those years ago. Will you take it? Okay, now on to this episode of the Successful Mind Podcast. everybody, it's David Nagel. Welcome to the Successful Mind Podcast. Today we're talking about the secret psychological something that keeps people stuck at the same level monetarily all their life. Give it a listen. Successful people learn how to make their minds work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Hey, everybody, David Nagel here. Happy New Year. For all of you people that have joined us in the new year, we are on our way. And uh, we're ready to create something magical for ourselves. Now, as I said, I wanted to talk about something today because I wanted to just nail this right out of the gate for the new year. For all of you people that are struggling with money in your life, I want to take you through understanding the psychological process that keeps people in the have-not category of the haves and the have-nots. See if I can punch through um, the illusion 
of people that have money versus the people that don't and, and really get down to what is the cause of this. Let me preface this by, by making a statement. Organization after organization uh, ask me to explain this process to the people that they work with um, and business owners all over the world seek this inform information out, okay? And the reason is this, because over all the different problems that a person has in business, in life, one of the largest ones is making money. And here's something that I came to know a long time ago. Making money is one of the most easiest things that you'll do if you're aware of how to do it. However, in order for that to be possible, you have to be aware of what's stopping a person from making money. And it's and what the average person looks at, of course, is the opportunity. Like, I don't have an opportunity to do it. Very often they'll say, I'm not smart enough. I'm not gifted enough. I don't have enough talent. I don't know the right people. I mean, the reasons that people have convinced themselves of are go on and on and on and on in their mind. The truth is none of that is true. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where in the world you're listening to this podcast. A matter of fact, if you know somebody that's struggling with making money, have them listen to this. Uh, direct them to this specific episode, right? If they're stuck with money, here's, here's the answer. Let's, let's break through this once and for all so that you have an idea of what it is that's actually holding you back. First, the idea is how much do you want to make, okay? Now, it's very important that you pick this number from the right perspective, okay? And I'm giving this to you in like 20 minutes, right? So it's the condensed version, but it's everything that you need to know to start working on yourself to absolutely change this this year. And I don't care where you're starting this year, by the way. You can end up in an amazing place financially within this year. This is not something that has to take a lifetime. In fact, I work with a lot of people that do it in a month. I The first time I did it, I did it in a month, and I didn't even know what I was doing. So there you go. What do you? How much do you want to make? Okay, now here's, here's how you pick the number. You do not pick the number by what you don't want to experience in life, meaning that if you pick the number that you want to make based on an idea that you don't want to go broke, you don't want to end up poor, you're afraid of money, you uh, you don't want to have to deal with money, you just want to make enough that you never have to worry about it again. Those are all the wrong reasons uh, to pick a number for, for what it is that you want. And they're fear-driven, they're illusion-based, um, they're not based in the cause and effect of what actually moves money in your life or out of your life. It's just a rat's nest that we get stuck in in our mind when it comes to money. So the idea would be this, decide, like if you want to do it just for this, for this year, right? Decide what you want this year. Where do you want to end up this year with how much money you want to make based on what? The kind of life that you want to have, right? What do you want in your life? If you're in a business, what do you want in your business? What's the financial goal based on the things that you want to experience in your life, right? It doesn't matter to me what those things are, but you need to be clear on what they are. And you don't need to be clear on them for the rest of your life either. You don't need to be 10 years out, five years out, three years out. You just need to know what you want in the short term so that you have a direction to move toward. As I said in the last podcast episode, 
The goal is to give you direction, and it also is to allow you to expand in the person that you need to be so that you can accomplish whatever the goal is. Okay, so now you pick you pick the number. If you haven't picked a number, pause this. Go sit down, do the work, pick a number, come back. It needs to be specific to what you want. All right. Now, this is, this is an idea that perplexed me for a long time um, because I, when I first started working with people and helping them increase their income, I was coming strictly from the idea of belief. And I helped a lot of people become multimillionaires just with, with that teaching. Um, but there were some people that had a di- more difficult time than others. And as being a good student that I am, I paid very close attention to what it is that they were struggling with. And as I would observe what they were doing and I would listen to what they say, it became more and more evident to me that there was something inside of them that was almost as if it was a buffer that would not let them get too far advanced in how much money they would make and literally would change their behavior and, and cause them to self-sabotage and go back to where they were. And then as I, as I worked with companies and I worked with sales teams, I saw that this, this happened everywhere, right? Only the top few percent ever would have break through this. Everybody else would be stuck in the middle and then you've hit your course, the people at the bottom that never did anything. But the people in the middle, they would very often be asked to uh, set a goal for themselves for the year, especially if they were part of a sales team or they had a business or there was something that they really wanted to accomplish. And they might even start out strong. But somewhere within that year, their behavior would get turned around by some outside circumstance that grabbed their attention or they lost enthusiasm or they didn't have the motivation or something changed in the economy or the business or the marketing, whatever excuse showed up seemed to work and they would always end up back where they were. And I thought, that's, that is not an outside problem. That's something that's going on on the inside. Now, coincidentally, at the same time that I was evaluating this when I was working with those individuals back in the day, I was also noticing something else that I was working on, and that was many, many years ago, uh, right before I started my business, I met with my mentor, who's passed now, Bob Proctor, and we were we were speak. He was speaking in New Orleans, and I met with him down there. I literally flew in just for this meeting to talk to him, and we were back of house because he was uh, just coming off stage, and we were having this conversation. And the struggle that I was having was, do I walk away from my job and and start my business? And he said something to me that virtually changed my life right from the moment that he said it. And here's what he said to me. He said, what are you afraid of? And I was like, Bob, I've got family. I've got four kids and a house and a dog and a cat and a wife and cars and, you know, In other words, I've got all this responsibility and I don't know that I'm going to be able to earn enough stepping out at the level of responsibility they already have to make enough money fast enough so that the business would work. And he, this is what his response was. He said, don't you realize you'll always get what you need when you need it? And I, and I'll never forget this. I can see this as clear as when it, when he said this to me and I thought, oh, that can't be true. And this was the first time 
in a couple of years that I actually doubted something that this man said. And I thought, that can't be true. But my mind kind of froze in the moment. And I was just kind of paralyzed listening to what he was saying. Anyway, long story short, I went home and on the plane ride, and then I got back home, all I could think about was, how can that possibly be true? You always get what you need when you need it. So I began to analyze that. And the first thing I did was I separated the idea from need and want. I separated those two things. In other words, we don't always get what we want, but we always get what we need. And then I started looking at my life and I started thinking, wow, you know, I've been in some really tough times. We went bankrupt back in the early 90s. We, I lost my job. We lost our apartment. Our car was repossessed. We were on food stamps. And yet we still made it. We never ended up homeless, eating out of a garbage can or living in a tent on the sidewalk. And I thought, that's interesting. How come I didn't go that low? Because in my mind, I got pretty damn close. But I was still much further than I ever realized from that place. And then I looked at the people that I knew when I was down on that, on that level of consciousness. And they were all, we were all in the same place. But I never knew any of them that became homeless. Every one of them slowly moved their way back up to some more sustainable level in life. And I thought, that's really fascinating. But I also, I also realized that as I was working through those difficulties, there were all these things that you say, would say are synchronicity or um, coincidence or lucky or whatever, these things that would show up that would get you a little bit further down the road. You know, you would get an unexpected refund check or you would get an unexpected uh, IRS deduction or somebody would send you money for your birthday or you would find some money in the house that you didn't know was there. Or, uh, somebody else, you know, you would get another job. Like something was always showing up. And I started interviewing people about this. Um, that were relatively successful at the time. And I was asking them the question, like, did you ever go through a period of time in your life when you were struggling with money? And everybody said yes. And I said, did you, do you find, if you really think back at it, that you would always get what you need whenever you needed it as you were going through the time? And they would stop and they would pause and they would go, huh, I've never thought about it that way. And I go, well, really think about it. Like, think about the hardest times is it true that something always showed up to get you a little bit further down the road? And they were going, yeah, yeah, it did. It didn't seem like much at the time, but it always moved us a little bit, a little bit further. And of course there was ups and downs in that, but obviously we ended up in the place that we are. So that must be true. And I thought, yeah, I'm thinking it's the same thing that it's true. So I established both of those, both of those, per, those parameters there when it comes to the psychological idea around money. And I began to think, I wonder what controls those things. And the reason that I started thinking about them in the same context is because they have to be related. The thing that's causing how much money you make is related both on the positive and the negative sides. That's the law of opposites. That's the law of polarity. So some way, these things are internally related. 
how would they possibly be related? And I and I what I did was I took out a sheet of paper and I drew three horizontal lines on the paper. The top line represented the wealth line. That would be the line that a person would need to break through in order to consider themselves wealthy. Forget about what the rest of the world thinks, just to consider themselves with wealthy. The middle line I called our need line. And the need line represented how much money we need every month just to pay our bills on time. Not to pay ourselves out of debt or, you know, none of that. Or just to make enough money to keep the lights on and gas in the car and food in the fridge and clothes on the back and able to get back and forth to work. That was the need line. And the reason that I used the word need was because over and over in my life and in the lives of the people that I was interviewing at the time, everybody grew up with that word need. In other words, when they would want something, they would hear, you don't need that, or don't spend more than you need, or don't overcommit to whatever it is that you need. Just, you know, don't live a life outside of your needs. So this word was used to actually describe a financial level in a person's life without a ta- without actually being specific about the money that they would actually earn. Okay, so there's that. And then the bottom line I call the poverty line. And the poverty line is a line that represents a person hitting their individual bottom without becoming homeless. Because becoming homeless is a completely different a, a different story. Like I could do a podcast on that sometime that's completely different. But let's just stay away from that for for a moment because this is this is a this is a different subject. Homeless there's several different reasons why people can end up homeless, but this is not within the context of what those reasons are. So we have three lines. We have wealth, we have need, and we have poverty. Now, within these three lines, the idea is one of the common things is that there, those three lines belong to us individually. We all operate with those three lines. Each one of them is psychologically embedded in our mind. And the question is, but based on what? Well, it's based on a few things. Number one, it's based on the way that we were raised, the, the kind of family that we were raised in, how financially well off they were or not. The, the town or the society that you were raised in, what did people do for a living? How much did your peer group's parents make when you were a child? And then what was reinforced in your mind over and over again as you went through your childhood and became an adult? And one of the things that I found that was also attached to all three of these lines was the idea of who you should or should not be as a person. For instance, I've come up with over 50 different sayings that we have been exposed to from the time that we're born into our adult life that are are all negative connotation around money and wealth. And when you sit down and look at them, um, you very quickly realize, oh, yeah, I've heard this, I've heard this, I've heard this. You may not have been directly taught these negative ideas like money doesn't grow on trees or money won't make you happy or all wealthy people are jerks. You may not, somebody might not have said like, I'm going to drill you on this, but you hear it in passing, 
right? People talk about it all the time. It's written into our literature. It's written into movies. It's written into music. It, the negative idea around money is part of our culture. It's even religious in many cases, okay? So what do we want as a child? What is the thing that we're, that we're being raised to do? We're being raised to be responsible. We're being raised to also have people accept us and approve of us. And what's really true is that most of our behavior internally is adjusted based on the idea of would mom or dad approve of this? And we usually don't go too far out of that realm for too long. Of course, you always have the rebellious kid or whenever somebody will do something out of the idea of rebellion or they'll try something. But to literally change a behavior permanently that's way outside of the scope of what your parents agreed upon or thought was right or or what how you should live your life, very few people ever do that. Now, on both extremes, on the wealth line and the poverty line, there's two very interesting ideas that are attached to those lines. The closer you get to the wealth line, the more it is that people will know you're making a lot of money. See, when you just start to make a little bit more money than you did, nobody really knows, right? You go out and buy yourself a nicer pair of shoes or a handbag or a watch or a necklace or something. Nobody really knows. But when you start to make a lot more money, when you turn your annual income into a monthly income, when you start to go over a million, it becomes obvious to everybody around you that you're making a lot more money. Why? Because the reason you're making money is to change your life. So you're changing things and they notice this. And when they notice it, then people start saying things. I believe we know this way ahead of when we actually go out and make the money. And now it's the same thing on the bottom line, the poverty line, okay? The poverty line represents like the worst possible financial situation you could find yourself in. But if a person runs into a situation in life where things start to go wrong and they're not making enough money to pay their bills, at first, nobody knows about it, right? Maybe you didn't pay your light bill on time. So you get a phone call from the electric company, right? But your, your family doesn't know, your relatives don't know, your neighbors don't know, nobody else knows. You're able to keep that pretty much secret. But if it starts to get really bad, what you start to move toward is being exposed as that you're going through a hard time, being exposed as being broke. Same thing with the wealth line, being exposed as being wealthy. Think about the feelings that you would feel if everybody in your life found out that you completely failed and you were totally broke. And think about the feelings that you would feel if everybody in your life realized that you became extremely more wealthy than they were, right? Um, it's very important that you do that exercise and really think about that because honestly, those are the only two things to keep a, pe keep a person stuck very close to their need line their whole life. It's that they don't want to be seen by other people as either being a failure or being too good. And both of those things were drilled into the heads of most people all over the world. Unless you were in some kind of culture where everybody was broke all the time uh, and they actually make that like a rite of passage, a way to live, right? Because there are groups of people that do that. And on the flip side of it, you're born into a wealthy family where you don't have a negative context around money. But for the average middle class, working class people uh, that exist, this is a huge value system that's just drilled into their minds. 
So in order for you to break out of this this year, you have to come to terms with deciding to be the person that you want to be regardless of what other people think around you, about you. If you struggle with this or you say, oh, I don't know that I'm having that problem. I'll tell you what, if you're not having the the success that you want in life, you're definitely having that problem. I don't even need to know you to know that you're having that problem. And you could probably say, well, how could you be so sure of that? Because you were born to be a success. And the only thing that will stop you is you. The only thing that can stop you is you. And if there's something inside of you that's stopping you, somebody gave that to you or installed it in your mind. You didn't pick it for yourself. So maybe it isn't mom and dad, but it's definitely people that you were raised around to put that idea in your mind to stay at the level that you are. Really think about it. Most people don't ever change the level that they are. Most people go from adulthood to their grave without changing it all that much. There's a reason for that, especially when we're born with such amazing faculties as an intellect, as a spiritual DNA, a physical DNA. All the potential in the world is locked up in each and every one of us and all the cells of our body to be anything that we can. I was a high school, I went from high school dropout to multimillionaire in a few short years because I decided to become something different than I was programmed to be as a kid. But that had to happen consciously, right? It's not something that the world does for you. It's a decision that you make. Now, you're in a new year. Everything is fresh. Everything is new. Forget your history. Ask yourself, where do you want to go? We have some fabulous programs coming up. we got the Artist Success coming up. We've got the Elite Mind 90-Day program coming up. Pay attention to what we're doing. We can do a lot to help you get there if you actually want help. Listen to these podcasts over and over again. Recommend them to people that you know that are struggling. And I guarantee you, you'll earn all the money you could ever possibly want in your life. And it'll be easy and you will live a fabulous life. Let's make it a great year, everybody. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right. So I told you we were going to talk about this, that psychological something that keeps people stuck. Now it's up to you. Okay. If you reach out to us, we can help you. We totally have things that can help you at whatever level that you are. Uh, We can show you how we can help you move through that. If not, make a decision that you're going to begin to change who you are at the core level of how you see yourself. Don't let anybody else tell you who it is that you're going to be in your life. Let's make it a fantastic year. We'll see you on the next Successful Mind Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to learn more, go to lifeisnowinc.com. I'll see you next week.